This, 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 this is mythical. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, Josh, what's your favorite dumpling? Ham and cheese. Wait, no, pepperoni pizza. Wait, no, turkey broccoli cheddar. Those are just Hot Pocket flavors. I said what I said. This, this is, is a hot dog, dog is, is a sandwich. sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. Hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Ayer. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaity. And Nicole, welcome to our big, grand Hot Pocket episode. <laughs> <laughs> We have not done an episode entirely devoted to Hot Pockets yet, but today that all changes because we're trying to figure out what the hell they actually are. The episode is titled officially, Is a Hot Pocket a Dumpling? Is, ever. Is, is. What did I say? I mean, yes. No, you did. I just want to emphasize the is. (laughs) Oh, why are you emphasizing the is? Instead of saying a hot pocket, a dumpling. (laughs) (laughs) Hot pocket dumpling hat? (laughs) But, but, hot pockets are officially called Hot Pockets brand sandwiches. They're sandwiches? That's the, like, legit. Get out of town. If you go to the actual copyrighted lingo, Hot Pockets brand sandwiches is what they're called. But we can all agree that they're not. A sandwich, right? They are not sandwiches. No, I mean like they're a sandwich. They're closed sand- off at the end. I, ni- neither you nor I ever want to discuss what a sandwich is and isn't after our five-part hot dog series. You should go back and listen to it because we're really proud of the yeah, work we did on the and all that. Um, but we can all agree that it's not that. So we got to classify Hot Pockets as something. And to me, like dumpling is such a large category that they could be in there. I'm not saying they are. I'm not Why? saying they're dumplings. Why do you have this desire and need to classify everything that because comes into your that is your how orbit? Contextualized life, Nicole. I grew up on hot pockets. Do you, you grew up on hot pockets? No, I did not. But they're invented. I had toaster strudels. But okay, I I legit would have thought. As the person who, not 45 seconds ago, right before we started this podcast, Nicole goes, so, um, this is my Nicole impression. So, um, I'm watching Game of Thrones and like, oh my God, I love it so much. And in the theme song, you know, they're like, banana, banana, that was invented by a Persian guy. Yeah, yeah. A Persian guy. He's half uh, German, half Persian. And Nicole, who were Hot Pockets invented a by? A Persian man. A Persian Jewish man. In He's fact. Jewish? He's Jewish. Cool, actually, <laughs> it was him and his brother. Wow. They list the actual invention as 1983 by brothers Paul and David. Is it, Nicole, is it Mirage? I'm going to say Miragi, but it might be Mirage. I don't know. Either way, you're not like you're not like my like personal encyclopedia on Persian. Like I was just saying, I, like, I am, like, like, but I am, bit, like, I am kinda, totally. Like but you have answered most of my questions. Th- yeah, yeah, but this is like difficult because you know, like everyone, like for example, if your name is Jamshid, your name is actually Jimmy in America. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like if your name is like Behruz, it's Bob or David. Does that's David's dad's name? <laughs> yeah. 
I like Behrouz. He's yeah, my he's homie. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, but brothers Dave and Paul Mirage, they came from Tehran cool. in uh, the 70s. And then in 1977, they were like, we want to get into the frozen food game. And we want to make the most American thing possible. Like America needs a frozen microwavable sandwich. Freezers, 1970s, right? Women in the workplace, you know, post-women's liberation mm-hmm, movement. Mm-hmm. Women in the workplace. People need things that they can microwave and eat. And they were like, we got some science and technology that can keep the bread crispy on these quote-unquote sandwiches which is the crisping sleeve, of course. They invented that. The crisping the sleeve. The crisping sleeve. Love the crisping sleeve. And they were originally called Tasty Witches, and then they didn't take off in 77. Tasty so 1983, witches. they officially copyrighted Hot Pockets brand sandwiches mm. under their company Chef America, which is, to That's me, a great name. the best Persian-owned name, Chef America. I'm a huge <laughs> fan. So that is how Hot Pockets were like invented to be sandwiches, but they do not, to me, satisfy any of those they don't. categories. No, no, no way. To me, they're much closer to a dumpling. <sighs> but that's like saying a ravioli is a dumpling. Wait, no. You're trolling, right? No, that's like saying the same thing. No, I, I agree, but I'm saying that like, of course a ravioli is a dumpling. What do you mean, of course? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean, of course? A ravioli mean? is a dumpling. A ravioli no, is like a classic not. dumpling. It's not a dumpling. It's if, why? How is a ravioli not a dumpling? It's clearly not. It's its own thing. It's a ravioli. A tortellini is a dumpling. Are, get the f out of town! I, okay, if you at least Josh take the position, has much anger. I've in his never. Face. <laughs> Josh has much anger, not little anger, much anger. If you were like, listen, dumpling, Italian-filled pastas are not dumplings because, like, when you know the Marco Polo myth brought noodles over here, blah blah blah, they separated mm. from the you know uh, what do they call it, phylogenetic tree, and had you know uh, convergent evolution, whatever, whatever. I'm sorry, but you think tortellini are dumplings, but ravioli are not? Yes, it is the flatness of the ravioli. That just turns me completely off to the calling flat, it a dumpling. But the, what? There's a there's Do you a know any flat, flat dumplings like out what? there? Like what? Tell okay, me one. Like a uh, um. Abda, abda, uh, no, I'm abda, like pierro, pierogi. Pierogies are not flat. Pilmeni. Pilmenis are not flat. But ravioli aren't all that flat. They're you, pretty flat, bro. Chef, okay, <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Big bold, <laughs> big bold, overstuffed ravioli. Josh, Those are big. Josh, I love you more than life itself most days, but we are not here to discuss if a ravioli is a dumpling. We're here to discuss if a hot dog is a dumpling. And a hot dog. <laughs> ah! No! Ah! No! Ah! If a hot pocket. taking over our entire pocket. life. A hot pocket. If a hot I pocket. hear every night before I go to bed, I hear hot dog. <laughs> Hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. It beats yeah. inside my head. Why did we open this jack in the box? On. You're crazy. No, but uh, no, a hot pocket is not Go a birds. dumpling. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A hot pocket is not a dumpling. What's, it's, a, what's a dumpling, though? Like trying to define it because it gets it gets real oh, tough. Oh, it's so hard to do that. I'm not very good at defining things, but I'm gonna try my best. A dumpling <laughs> is a piece of of bread that's folded <laughs> over and pinched, and it has to be a little thick. Okay, and when you say bread, you just mean like starchy dough, 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 thing, dough, dough, thing, right? dough yeah. Because I not pasta dough. When when we were Maybe in pasta. our like absolute losing our mind insanity uh-huh. of the yes. the long hot dog series. Um, somebody brought up when we were doing it live the Vietnamese word bun sure. uh, or, or ban as I think they pronounce it in like Hanoi in the north. Okay. Um, but there's like bun mi, there's bun bao, there's bun seol, bun bun kuen. Okay. Uh, and then even like flan, at least the places I've gone to, they'll call it like bun flan. Why? And so if I, well, I was I was trying to figure out why bun and I got a really, I got a really great answer from Twitter where they were like, bun just meant like, Anything cake-like or or doughy, hmm. and so they were like, when you get like bun mi, literally translates to the baguette, 
right? So you have like bunbao, which are like these little, I would call them a dumpling. They're like steamed dough in these like little cups and they put like the ground Yum. shrimp on it. Oh, yeah. You like slurp it out almost like an oyster. I don't think I've ever bun, had that before. Bunkuin is, is what I would call maybe a flat dumpling, but maybe oh. it's not quite a dumpling because you cook the dough separately from the filling and then wrap and it. And then you wrap it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but but bun flan, they were like, in, in bun mi, they were like, okay, these are like outside imports. They're like, we already got this word for like kind of cakey, bready thing. Like, yeah, this is just like bun mi, bun flan. It's kind of cakey a little bit. But huh. then they were also like, yo, but we also use the word bun to describe car tires. Like a car tire wow. and, uh, and a steering wheel both have bun before it. That's Which so is really interesting. interesting. And so, like, you can't, like, in any culture try and, like, officially define what certain words mean because it's hmm. things evolve over time. I think so dumpling my... is the perfect example of that in the English language for me. I think in my brain, I always think dumplings is being steamed, like an application of water heat. But, you I mean, know th- I mean, there's water plenty of fried heat. dumplings, though. Yeah. I mean, like, gyoza, you drop that right in the fryer with the uncooked yeah, dough, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, I feel like that's just so, like, American. St. Louis toasted ravioli. <laughs> oh, my God. Toasted ravioli is a dumpling. I think that, no, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dumplings that are steamed and then fried. Yeah, like, that's fine. But I think dumpling has to have the activation of steam or water in order for it to be considered a dumpling. I really Interesting. Do. I'm trying to think of things that don't. That, that wouldn't think... qualify in that category. But I mean, if you drop a dumpling, like, um, okay, so here's here's an interesting one. Sure. Uh, when you think of the classic dumpling, what what country do you think of? What region do you think of? What dumpling think, do you think of? I think of pierogies from Russia. Do you really think of pierogi? Yeah. I think pierogi. Pierogi is Polish. Piroshka. Oh, sorry. Piroshki. Whatever. Piroshki. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's all the same. Language. Yeah, I think of Russian, and I think of sour cream, and I think Dude, of heck yeah. yeah. A lot of people wouldn't probably say that though as their first. Dumpling. No, I mean yeah. my my answer is shumai from from China, and I would like think yeah. of the Cantonese dim sum tradition. Um, but I was recently reading, and there's certainly like fried dumplings and dim sum, but uh, the classic steamed application, which one I prefer. Yeah, totally. I popular. prefer it too, yeah. There is a dish. I remember my brother talking about getting this in Australia uh, in uh, servos, they call them, in the gas stations. Servos, okay. And it's called dim sim. <laughs> okay. But they just call them dimmies because, of course, because it's Australia. So it's like, <laughs> hey, bro, want to get some dimmies at the servo? Okay, And cute, they are cute. like these giant overstuffed shumai that you just fold the dumplings and drop them directly in the fryer. Interesting. And I was reading about the history of it, and it's like Chinese people were in Australia during the gold rush period, and then they all finished you know, mining all their gold, and they were like too old to like do manual labor uh, in the gold mines. They were like, yeah, let's just make some dank Chinese food. Mm. And people started loving the dumplings, but they started frying them instead. And like the, um, what's the Chinese word for dumpling? as jiaozi? I have no jiaozi. idea. They were like, they were like, people can't pronounce, or, or shumai, they were like, people couldn't pronounce shumai, and so they were like, uh, like dim sim, which is a derivation of dim sum from Cantonese in a different dialect. But anywho, this is like a purely fried dumpling, as far as I know, that to me still satisfies, you know, the necessities of dumplinghood. I would still call it a dumpling. But do you think unless it's cooked with water, it's not a dumpling? I guess that's I, – I just feel that way. I feel like it's wrong. And I and something tells me like frozen dumplings and stuff, there has to be some sort of cooking being done beforehand. Some sort of sure, something. Sure, sure, but sure, I don't sure, know sure. what it is. But I think water is what makes it a dumpling, not necessarily the wrapping. Because shumai, like you said, has like an opening where you can clearly see the filling. But so, so dim sim I don't think has an opening. Dim sim are purely – are purely but shumai, closed. Shumai has an shumai opening. Shumai is yeah, open. Yeah. But like Hargao doesn't. Hargao yeah. doesn't have any sort and of opening. And then what's the one that's like, that's it's like white and it has like a circle inside? 
Why it has a circle inside? The one with the whole shrimpy? Yeah. That's hargao. I was gonna... Yeah, 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 I like the hargao. <laughs> I think it's tapioca flour that gives it that it's texture. really delicious. But yeah, I wouldn't consider a Hot Pocket to fall into the, the taxation of a... Of a dumpling, I think it's a it's a calzone. It's a cal okay, but the, but obviously look at the dough. I know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> one hot pockets. The original flavor, I believe, was pepperoni pizza, and still sure. their their highest selling flavor. Mm -hmm. To me, not even in the top. I wouldn't put it in my top ten. I don't have a pockets. favorite hot pocket flavor because I don't eat too many. <laughs> How many hot pockets have you had in your life? Thirteen. You think? Th <laughs> <laughs> you think thirteen's your total body count on hot yes, pockets? Yes. I'm definitely in the thousands. Good for you. Definitely in the thousands. I, that wasn't like a bragging thing. That was just to, Sodium to let you know. Sodium levels through the roof. Okay, all, in 2015, Nestle cut 10% uh, of the sodium levels of Hot Pockets. So Thanks, Nestle. That, Nicole. Yeah, Nestle cares about them kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, but for no, the record, yeah. Nestle bought Chef America for $2.6 billion. What am I doing with my life? Dude, I'm telling you, we need to create oh, a Jewish-owned Nutella competitor called Jutella. And then, no, no, hear me out. This is my quick pitch. Because Nutella, right, it's not a nut butter. It's like 8% hazelnuts. And then yeah. it's a bunch of sugar and chocolate and palm oil. Yeah, yeah. We do that, but with other nuts in flavor combinations. So, Cole, remember that thing I made in the kitchen not not an hour ago? Yes. Gingerbread, spiced, molasses, almond butter. It, it sounds good. Right? We, we do that. We make pistachio, I'm white chocolate. I'm not going to call it Jutella. We call it Jutella <laughs> this way. No, we activate the Jewish community. We get the little oh my KSA, God. The, kosher, the kosher association. There's already kosher Nutella. We can't do it. God dang it. Josh, you already knew that. Come on, bro. Oh, come God, on, come everything. On. We come but from such you, an enterprising people. But what What do you think that you think a Hot Pockets kosher dumpling? Kosher croutons. I don't want to play this game anymore. No more kosher game. Kosher I don't chow mein noodles. I don't want to play the kosher game anymore. <laughs> Answer the question. Do you truly in your heart of hearts think that a Hot Pocket is a Can dumpling? Can you raise a kosher pig? We'd be really progressive if we could. In Israel, yeah. they raise the pigs on platforms above the ground yeah. so their hooves are never touching Israeli soil. That's true. Smart. Kosher bacon. Josh, <laughs> these are all great ideas. At this point, I need you to stick to the prompt. Okay, okay, okay. okay. For once okay. in your life. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Do you good think ideas. that a hot pocket, not a hot dog, I was Josh touched my hand. I'm so sorry for touching your hand. That, that was <laughs> this is me like intensely thinking about the prompt. <laughs> Do you think in your heart of hearts that a hot pocket is a dumpling? Yes or no? I have to know how you feel because it's obviously not. Hot pocket's a pie. A hand pie? Hot pocket's a pie, right? Hot pocket hand pie. Hot, hot pocket's hot a pie. pie. Why don't they just call it a hand pie? Do they they get... should. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a, it's a Hot Pockets brand sandwiches. Do they make roll. more money if it's sandwiches and not pie? <sighs> okay, well, here's something <laughs> interesting. So one of their few other true standalone products, because Hot Pockets, they got lean pockets, they got breakfast Ew. pockets. Ooh. I actually grew up, sorry, I've eaten probably eight Hot Pockets <laughs> and 992 lean pockets in my life. Because we're like, mmm, healthy. <laughs> and to this day, I could not tell you the nutritional difference between either. I'm you sure there the is green a lean pocket. Yeah. And you got that. They have croissant pockets. Ooh. You know, they got like the big and bold garlic beefy stuff, big boy hot pockets now. Uh-huh. They got all this stuff. They even oh. have leaven. They have like a more leavened bread form mm. of hot pocket, which I... Now that's a dumpling. <laughs> now that's a dumpling. Hear me out. Yes. No. Think. Okay. Thinking back, hot pockets are definitely dumplings. I recant my why? Because why? I'll tell you why. why? I'll tell you why? why. You said that steam as being the cooking method is important. I do guess you know, I did. Do you know how microwaves work? Um, yeah, they heat up the water molecules, right? That is correct. They use, they use radiation <laughs> and microwaves to physically vibrate the Damn. water molecules. 
And then, so you're taking an ice cube, right? You're taking the frozen broccoli, the cheddar, the turkey, just the, the sauce is literally ice cubes in there. Okay, you no. microwave it, that steams it, both from the inside and the outside. I the recant- crispy sleeve is encapsulating steam. You ever take a hot pocket of the crispy sleeve? It is wet. I ask you to to please uh, look back to the TikTok of Emily Mariko where she puts the ice cube and the ice cube does ice cube doesn't melt. Why did that happen? Wait, what did she do with that? She put, she changed the game. She took a bowl of damn rice and then she cut up some salmon in it. She put some sriracha and stuff in it, mayonnaise. She heated it up. She put an ice cube in the middle. She put paper on top of the ice cube. She microwaved it for 35 seconds. She took off the paper. The ice cube was still there, but the food was still hot. Wait, so what? When you say stop touching me. I'm so sorry. Why am I touching you all of a sudden? This is strange. I, I think my depth perception's Here, off. Let's get it out I of just, the way. Okay. Now we're, One. Oh, my God. Two. That ring, honey. So gorgeous. Okay, um, out of the way. Okay, great. So she, what she did was she was trying to... Trying to no, but you said the that the ice... Okay, you said the ice... <laughs> no, you said that the water molecules vibrate and then they melt and then they get hot. But that didn't happen with Emily Mariko's ice cube. No, but the, but the water <laughs> molecules in the rice literally okay, vibrated and got hot. What is because ice Because I don't know, the ice water? was on top of the ice was just there to make sure the rest of it was moist, I Nicole. think she's a witch. Because things at the... <laughs> you know what? I saw... Okay, there's some like... No, he wasn't state senator. He was like a... He was a pundit. Political pundit. What does and that he, mean? Like a... He, you know... Hey, can talks you to senators. Pundit? Google pundits. He like talks to senators for a living. He's some sort of TV personality. Uh-huh. Cannot remember his name. It was on Twitter, and he posted a picture that he said, "This is a recession-proof lunch." Nicole, listen, listen to me. It was, it was a can of tuna, uh-huh. mustard, uh-huh. mayonnaise, uh-huh. sweet relish, fi- fiber one cereal, <coughs> with the water intact. And he I'm said, to "Stir it together and let you it sit." You want to know why he leaves the water so it could recause it to <laughs> so the it, fiber it, it hydrate. But I'll tell you what: anyone who eats fiber one cereal knows that it okay. does not soak up milk. It repels it because it's just fiber. But <laughs> I saw that and I just went, "Hmm." It's Emily Marco, meal for divorced dads. Yeah, that's true. And I true. respect that. That's true. Right? Gross. Rice, salmon, mayonnaise, <laughs> spice. I'm so close to touching. Do I like scoop It's back? okay. You can stay here. I'm just going to be here. Rice, salmon. <laughs> I don't like being close. <laughs> okay, dumplings. Let's, let's think about other things that don't fill the connotation of dumpling because- Fried Oreo. <laughs> Okay, so you don't think Is like a, a wet batter, Oreo? like it, would a wet batter thing be considered? A I don't dumpling? know. I'm asking Could you, it? boss man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the American most people think of dumplings as filled. Uh, I yes. typically do. Sure. There's a very popular American dish that I actually grew up. Oh my god, my dad cooked this dish from what was scratch. It? What was it? Just called chicken and dumplings. Chicken and oh, delicious. Chicken and dumplings. You know whose chicken and dumplings recipe is the best? Dolly Parton's. No way. Yeah way. Man, can't believe he's about to leave her for Jolene after she could cook chicken and dumplings like that. But those dumplings are literally just leavening agent, like flour shortening in milk or water, right? Yes, yes, yes. But they call them dumplings. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know why that is called dumplings. Me neither. That's it because it's not filled. It's not like a dough because we, we Does look it have at- to do with poor Americans. Yeah, dude, probably. That's yes. like most of our food okay, history. Okay. It's I like think... the casseroles invented because we had to throw a bunch of crap into a dish. I bet that it was just similar in look and feeling to dumplings. So they just derived it from that. And they're like, hmm, they're not filled, but it'll suffice. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Or or it could be the fact that that was supposed to be the OG meaning of the term dumpling. Maybe. And then we retrofit that. Because you're dumping it? Maybe no, that's a dump cake. <laughs> that's a dump cake where you dump all the things into a and you're doing it. Don't mix it. 
you don't mix it. It's a dump cake. Do you remember the lady who did the dump cake uh, infomercials? Not the don't mix no. it. There was a lady. She was short and stocky like George Costanza's mom. <laughs> and she had this beautiful short haircut where it was just like she had like these beautiful curls that just kind of like went over like this. And then she would make dump cakes. And then she would show us like, so you take a box cake mix and then you put uh, pineapples and then with the juice and then you don't mix it and then you just bake it. You don't remember that in- infomercial? No. I miss that. I remember the, oh the slice-o-matic, the yeah. slap chop. Dump cakes were a big deal. Emerald's pressure cooker that like just, oh, you just make the worst looking food on that. I don't remember the dump cakes. My favorite local, my favorite infomercial now, it's for a Spurtle. Oh, I know that lady. She's nice. There's, It's like Martha Stewart's ex-head food stylist uh-huh, what about is him? now the face of Spurtles. What are Spurtles? God, I'm glad you asked me what a Spurtle is. So a Spurtle is a Scottish porridge stirrer. Oh, and sick. She, I know. The, the, the oar. It's the like paddle, an oar. It's paddle. like a paddle. And she sits there straight face just going, you can do anything with a spurtle. Stir porridge. And then she runs out of ideas real quick. She's like, uh, tenderize meat. Uh, like stir eggs. And she's got this big paddle trying to like make a pan of scrambled eggs. <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing. It's like, listen, if you're trying to sell me a porridge oar, lady, I'm in. Don't tell me a spurtle can do anything. What I'm saying is... <laughs> If we can consider the dumplings that are in chicken and dumplings, yes. which is just like, I mean, that's boiled bread dough. That's just a boiled. It's so good. Which, can you bake chicken? I mean, no, you bake it, but it's cooked with steam. You could Because you're baking it on liquid. You could potentially put it in the oven at a low temperature and bake yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a potential for that. That's potential, but you're still cooking it with the liquid. Because now I'm thinking yes. that maybe dumplings new, do need to be cooked with liquid. And even if you were to fry them, do you steam them beforehand? You don't, though. There's, I don't, well, but, I don't know. No, I don't I think know. You, st- you do still need to steam it. You can certainly drop raw pasta dough in a fryer and like that makes a good thing. It won't be good. Yeah. I mean, no, it's it's like good because I mean, pasta dough is hydrated and if anybody's made. If you've deep fried pasta dough, it's not good. Yeah. Fresh pasta dough. Yeah. Oh, I've never not not ru- not like dried pasta dough. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you've made you've made dumpling wrappers from scratch. No, I'm about to expose you. No, I don't know how to make dumpling wrappers. Oh yeah, you've made me make them before. Yes, I've made you make them. You, I gave you the opportunity the in your show, job to learn show. a new skill. I that, learned how you know. to make soup dumplings. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's really it's typically a hot water dough, which yeah. makes it more elastic, better to work with. Sure. Um, but I mean, it's really the same process as pasta dough? making pasta. Yeah. Um, to get a really really soft like uh like fine dough, you should like let it rest and then re-knead and then rest and let it yeah. re-knead it so it's all the water molecules are happy with all the yeah, all the flour molecules to me it's the hot water like really sure. allows you to work it oh god I, I love me a good just Chinese dumpling yeah me too I love xiaolongbao xiaolongbao oh. obviously a dumpling yeah so xiaolongbao is probably the quintessential dumpling right? it is the dumpling like that's the dumpling like you have pierogi so. and all that but I think we just need a new word for because we made this recipe for like strawberry dumplings that we found from a pioneer cookbook in, in whatever. And dumpling sure. is obviously like a very American word. The word dumpling. Like that sounds like a very American word. May you look up the, the etymology of dumpling. I don't know why I didn't do this. I'm normally the guy doing that. But I, instead I was looking up the history of Hot Pockets. I don't know. So we need a new word for dumplings and fillies. What are fillies? A filly. A filly is a xiaolongbao, a pirogue. A uh, no. Pilmini from Russia. That's not a King Philly. Kali from Georgia. I'm calling those Phillies because we need something like there's nothing in common between a chicken and dumpling dumpling that's just boiled bread dough, basically. I mean, it's, a boiled I biscuit, mean, it's dough. dough. It's bread. But I mean, that's it. But it's it's not stuffed with anything. Dumplings are stuffed. <sighs> but those aren't. So we need a new thing. Damn, I think we do. What do we call them? How 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 long? Okay, early 17th century from the rare adjective dump 
Oh, okay. So dump literally meant of the consistency of <laughs> dough. Interesting. So Boop. like, this is dumpy. You got that juicy dumpy meant of <laughs> the consistency of dough. <laughs> so, so like the original, this is interesting. On dictionary.com, they literally separate, like they say a small savory ball of dough usually made with suet, which suet's what? Kidney fat of a lamb? Yes, I believe so. Delicious. So this is a very British thing. Boiled, fried, or baked in a casserole. And then it says, in East Asian cuisine, a small item of food consisting of a thin sheet of dough wrapped around a savory filling and cooked by steaming or frying. Mm. We never should have called those dumplings. Mm. Like, jiaozi from China, been made for... Stuffy. I mean, Stuffies, call them stuffies. Because they've literally been made for 4,000 years, uh-huh. right? And we're looking at the origin of the word dumpling. goes back to the 1700s, and it's just a ball of dough. There's nothing in common with, you know, something mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know, like like bao, sure. you know? There, you That's know, like you're right. just steamed, even if, it's, even if it is, like, uh, leavened. We fully need to separate those things out. <sighs> yeah, And then we, we get to Hot Pockets. But... Uh, I can't. I can't. I don't. I hot pockets. I can't. I call. I can't call them anything yeah. other than hot pockets. I'm call, I'm calling BS on my dumpling claim on a hot pocket. But yeah. okay, okay. Let's let's look at one more thing. Wait, you still don't believe a ravioli is a dumpling? No way in hell. What do you mean? Why not? It's if it's just like a not. filled like sheet of dough, it's the way it looks. But what about like man? I mean, there's fat. Okay, what about like agnolotti? What about all of dumplings. these? Is ravioli Carmelli. the only filled Italian pasta that you don't believe is a dumpling? Yes. That's. Bonkers to me. I don't care. Ravioli and onion. Ravioli is literally like. Josh, you know, you and I are very different in a lot of things. But yeah, also... no, no, but this is this makes me mad. Like, how flat this does it? This makes a... you mad. Yes, how flat does a ravioli have to be? Flat enough for it to be. You know, like I've had some fat ravioli. I mean, mezzaluna. Is this bothering mezzaluna? you? Yes, it actually is because it is ideologically inconsistent, Did you just and call I me am ideological. Mad. I said this is no, you're not. I'm saying this is ideologically inconsistent, and it's making me mad. Josh, if I tell you it's that a filled. ravioli is a dumpling, will you be happy? Yes, a ravioli is not a dumpling. Oh my god! Okay, well, no, no, this. I, just, okay, I need for my own gnocchi? sanity. Is gnocchi a dumpling? Gnocchi is a dumpling, but it's not a stuffy, which now <laughs> we have decided. So no, I don't consider ravioli a dumpy in our old definition. As of five minutes ago, our ravioli is a stuffy, a gnocchi is a dumpy. So is a nudie. <laughs> I think nudie. dumpies, dumpies and stuffies. For people that don't know what nudie is. <laughs> nudie is, uh, it got like a hella popular in LA restaurants recently. It's like an alt, like a cooler gnocchi. Yeah. But nudie is made with like strained ricotta and like a little bit of flour. Yeah. And then it's, it's kind of like boiled cheese loaf. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I'd consider that a dumpling. Like that's. That's that's a, that's a dumpy. That's a dumpy. It's that's not a, dum- a stuffy. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's a dumpy, not a stuffy. <laughs> yeah. Ravioli's a stuffy. <laughs> Josh, if we were to do a poll. But stuffies have to be steamed. They okay. gotta be wet. Okay, Josh. Wet stuffies. I'm talking about something new now. Go ahead. <laughs> if we were to do a poll, do you think you'd be dumpy or you'd be stuffy? I think I'd be dumpy because I'm juice. No. You're kind of, you kind of like got the, like the people, people are like, Nicole, she thick. You know? I'm like, and people are like, well, look at his bony Hank Hill ass. But why he got such fat titties? And I'm like, that's right, baby. I think yeah. <laughs> I think you'd be dumpy. Let's say a hot pocket is a calzone. Yeah, I think that. I do think that. What is a calzone? Because calzone can't be a class unto its own, right? Leaven dough that's flipped over and stuffed. But like, what other things? Because I an I empanada would, and a calzone are very similar. They're very similar, and I'd consider an empanada to be a pie, right? A calzone a is a pie. a pie, a pizza pie. You think a calzone, but I wouldn't say a 
pizza is a pie because of depth. When the moon pizza is Lachman is Pizza like is Lachman Pizza pie. I know he said it. I know he said it. But I'm saying that was the way they marketed it in early America because people were like circle thing with food in it, and they're like it's a pie. Eat it, a holes. Trying to feed our Sicilian families out here. I do like pizza pie, but like a calzone, like it being stuffed, it's like a hand pie. It's a, it's a, it's a hand a, pie. It's an empanada, you know. Oh, it's, I got it. I got it. A hot pocket. It's a pastelito. A hot pocket is a pop tart. Tart is a French word for pie. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just helping the, the people <laughs> chill out, man. I'm just helping out our guests. We have talked about so much BS on this podcast today. We've had so many tangents. Josh and I were both on what? vacation for two days. Yeah, we so were. So we, we are like, we were, we're trying to readjust, but we're also like goners. Yeah, if you didn't like this podcast, <laughs> just uh, keep it to yourself. But if you did like this podcast, give Nicole and I confidence. <laughs> that, that's pretty cool Long for story us. short, I would like to, I state that a hot pocket is a Pop-Tart. And that's where I stand. They're the same. I, listen, I agree that they are the same thing. Also, Hot Pockets, they're like other big property when they were bought by Nestle for $2.6 billion. Uh, was, uh, what are they called? Toaster pizzas? I don't know. I Did never really, had those. It was toaster strudel with pizza in yeah, it, which is like pretty much a Hot Pocket. Um, anywho, I think that calzones are the closest thing to Hot Pockets. Hot sure. Pockets, I, I don't think are dumplings. I do, I think, now agree with you. One, we have our dumpy and stuffy dichotomy. That's nice. I'm down to be dumping and stuffing. Yeah. And so, like, stuffies, we got ravioli, we got shumai, yeah. we got, like, Georgian king kali, we got Armenian, was it? Ma- Monty. Monty. Um, absolutely delicious. Vietnamese bun is now a dumpy, not a stuffy, which I think is helpful. Okay, great. Uh, but I think the closest thing a Hot Pocket is to is a calzone, which may or may not be a pie. And Maybe like an empanada is a hand it. pie. Maybe we should talk about if a pizza is a pie or not in our next podcast. Oh, jeez. It's just the beginning. Oh, man. Is this going to be a series? Oh, no. No more oh, no, series. No, no, no more series. series. No our more brain series. was hurting, no dude. We're, we're too dumb to no string together series. thoughts for more than 28 minutes. No more series. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the universe. It's time for a segment we call... Opinions are like casseroles! Nicole, this is a very special Opinions are like casseroles! That's right, Josh. (sighs) Tell them why. This is the first time that we are listening to your voices live. Thank you you so much to those who called 833-DOGPOD1. That's our official sex hotline. I mean, our official... Tips hotline for oh, you oh. to give us your hot take opinions. Please, please don't. Please no sexy stuff. No like sexy stuff. And that's like, that's now a workplace issue. Do not. Uh, please no. That was a terrible joke. But anywho, <laughs> uh, y'all called 833-DOGPOD1. You left some messages. We're going to listen to them and talk about them. Hi, Josh and Nicole. Uh, my name is Matt, and I'm a hot dogger from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I grew up here, so I'm a little used to some of our weird regional dishes. Um but recently, on the Bird app, I've seen a lot of people giving hate to uh, Pittsburgh salads, which I cannot stand What's for. That? Pittsburgh um, salads, like wet iceberg lettuce with shredded American cheese, um, probably carrots or red cabbage, and French fries. Mm. And people are hating on it, saying that it's stupid or looks dumb. Um, the best addition you can have to any salad is ranch. But besides that. It's French fries. So I just, I don't want to see any more hate for Pittsburgh salads on the Bird app. Thank you so much. Love the pod. 
No more hate for Pittsburgh salads. No more hate for Pittsburgh regional foods in general. Oh my gosh. What is this? Okay, so the Pittsburgh salad, um, Danny Palumbo, who is from Pittsburgh, <gasps> sports staff writer in front of the show, Danny Palumbo, was telling me about Pittsburgh salads, and he told me, I, I can't uh I can't vouch for the veracity of this, but okay. he said it had to do with Lebanese immigrants oh, nice. who were like opening kebab shops and stuff, and they started like Primanti Brothers is a big Pittsburgh staple. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Primanti Brothers? Yes, I have. I went there and I got a gabagool and egg sandwich. They put the mm. fries directly on top of the sandwich with the coleslaw and the tomato. And like the coleslaw is kind of sweet and vinegary and very Yum. oily and it soaks through the fries. You get the gabagool and egg and it's a delight. So you take that Pittsburgh sandwich from Primanti Brothers, you turn that into a salad, which, you know, if you're talking about putting fries into stuff, you go to a lot of like spots in the Middle East. I mean, I'm thinking. Israel, they'll put the fried potatoes, they'll put the fries like right in the sandwich, right on top of the plate. It's almost treated like a condiment. To me, the Pittsburgh salad, it is not an abomination from just a hardworking steel town. It is a beautiful cross-cultural example and an objectively delicious food. Who doesn't want, I mean, wet fries come at me. I love them. Um, I love the idea of putting French fries and meat on a salad. I mean, I love a good steak salad. I've always been a steak salad girl. Um, yeah, sign me up. Where can I get this in Los Angeles? I don't know. I'm going to make it myself, I guess. I don't love the cheese on top. Why? I would oh, just, are you looking at a picture? Show me. Show I'm me, looking me, at me, a bunch me. of pictures, yeah. I'm not passionate about the shredded yes. cheese on top, but I would love to put French fries and grilled steak on a regular ass salad. Um, the maybe okay, if there is one Pittsburgh abomination, we might have to look at the concept of Pittsburgh rare. Have you heard of that? No, what's that? Pittsburgh rare is what's when... Pittsburgh and all these weird foods. <laughs> Pittsburgh rare is when you order a steak that is some would call it blue rare. I've I've had blue steaks before. It's a blue steak. It's I mean it's a oh. seared raw piece of meat. It's to the point oh. where it's physically cold in the middle. Um, Sometimes which, good. Yeah, as long as you're searing the outside, that's where all the bacteria is. I mean, like, I'm sure there's other risks, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, don't come for me if you don't get the E. coli. But, like, uh, I don't know if I just want to chew through that much raw beef. I, or if it is, I want it, like, sliced thin for me. I would eat – well, when you think about a steak, there's a special kind of steak in uh, in Italy that is very, 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 very rare just really? like this. Yeah, it's like incredibly rare. I think it's called steak Florentine or something like that. Steak Valentine, something steak like that. Steak Florentine, that's a big steak. thing. Mm-hmm. They're known for their, their like T-bones or porterhouses, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and those are like blue in the middle. Like those, that is a blue-ass steak. I heard Julia telling me she went to Florence and she tried to get like the bistecca alla Fiorentina. Yeah. Um, and they have like a special type of cow there called a Chianina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was like, yeah. We went to this place and they put like a blueberry sauce on it. And I was like, this is weird. Oh, that's another place. I know exactly what she's talking really? about. Really? I know exactly Maybe what she's talking about. Maybe it wasn't Florence. About. I don't know. And I was like, that's a trip, man. Let's listen to another one. Hey, Nicole and Josh. <laughs> um, this is Jenna from Philly. And I just listened to your episode. What's the best ice cream flavor? And I think the best ice cream flavor is actually water ice or water ice. Um, <laughs> water you can do ice. so much with it. I used to work at Rita's and we used to do like cookies and cream, water ice, chocolate. You can get fruity like cherry or passion fruit or something Mm. and yeah i think that's the best i usually want you guys to talk about it this amazing thing called water ice um yeah love the show I love water ice. What is the difference between Italian ice and water ice? Is there any difference? Okay, so I was literally just thinking about this. I think if you were to trace it, there's spots in Rome, we've all seen the travel shows, that make different type of granita. Sure, yeah. But granita is literally an Italian ice. So you get these like Sicilian immigrants in places like Philly, big Italian history in Philly, who are, you know, trying to describe what a granita is. And like, it's an Italian ice. It's a frozen dessert that's got flavor in it, et cetera. And then, for whatever reason, I couldn't tell you when it happened, 
in Philly specifically, or in all of like Eastern PA, that that tri-state area, mm-hmm. they start calling it water ice. And water, water ice, of course, water is literally how my dad from Allentown <laughs> pronounced the word. And now Rita's has started franchising around. So there's Rita's water ice in LA. Literally, I've like, seen a few Rita's. Like 50 <laughs> yards from my apartment. I can walk there. Nobody Google where they I are. I wasn't going to gonna say me, that but... because I don't want people to find you. But yeah, right next to your place. <laughs> my favorite is you get, I don't even love frozen custard. It's all just a little too thick <gasps> for my taste. I'm a, I'm a big fan <laughs> But they do a thing at Rita's where they take the uh, the water ice and they layer it with frozen custard. Shut so you're getting that's up. the best of both worlds, baby. <laughs> I can get that at a Rita's. You can get that Where's at Rita's. Where's the nearest Rita's to this office? Not the one uh, near my home, far out in Woodland Hills. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, cut that whole thing. All right, let's get another opinion. This is great. Your voices are all so beautiful, by the this way. This is awesome to hear, people. Amazing, amazing. Hi, my name is Monica. Um, I just started listening to your podcast probably earlier this month, but are we in August? And I have been, I just caught up to the very end. Um, I've literally been listening to it every day, multiple podcasts a day while I do just everything. And it's great. I've learned so much about food. I've gotten so much of appreciation for so many more foods, especially fast food, which is really interesting to me. Like things like I would just think, oh, those things are terrible, but you've given me appreciation for like the understanding of just where they come from and the history and just so many different things. Um, I'm currently drinking coffee with my favorite uh, protein powder for the first time mm-hmm. after hearing Josh talk about it and how uh, he shook, shook it with ice. And oh, um, it's delicious. And there's just so many little things that you guys have talked about and taught me. And I love it. Anyways, you guys are great. Thanks. Monica, You're you cutie. Great. Thanks for listening. Um, coffee, protein powder. I've done that before. Do you do you I've, think we're making the world worse sometimes? Because all we've influenced no. Monica to do is start proteining up her coffee. Is and that eat bad? Fast food? No. Okay. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I think it's good. I think protein's good for the body. I think maybe people are looking for you know a good way to get it, and it's easy to do. I put collagen in my coffee sometimes. <laughs> okay, Haley Haley Bieber. Uh, who? Who's the one that has the Erewhon smoothie? They have like a smoothie that Hailey costs $30 at Erewhon and got <laughs> collagen Bieber. in it. Yeah, I, I would never, ever, 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 ever spend $21 on a smoothie because I don't care that much. But sometimes I do put a little bit of collagen <laughs> enzyme. Sometimes I put protein powder in there and I shake it. Like she said, I used to do that back in the day when I cared more. If that is the <laughs> legacy that we leave on this earth, getting uh-huh. people to add protein powder to their coffee, that's good enough for me. And that's, yeah. that's more than 99% of human history can say. It's yeah. like, what did you always build to school? No, no. we we got people a little bit more swollen, a little bit more caffeinated. Stevie's friend Nagin opened a school. Well, good for Did her. Did you know that? Listen to Best Friends Back All Right, available She's wherever incredible. you get podcasts. Hey, Josh and Nicole. Um, I love the podcast. Anyway, my name is Matthew. I'm from Central New York. My hot opinion is that some desserts don't need salt. I, I love cooking, but just some desserts really don't need salt. I, oh. I think brownies are good without salt because okay. the chocolate is nice and indulgent anyways. Mm. So I feel as if that is a good uh, uh, opinion for you guys to debate upon. Um, All right. Have a good one. Bye. Love your podcast. <laughs> Nicole is going to melt I'm whimpering. Right now. Is that a child? Sounds like a child. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much for for your listen for your for listening and your opinion. Yeah, well, and Matthew, you absolutely ruled. Yeah. I don't think either of us expected to get as emotional as we are from <laughs> listening to people's voices. It's really what the special, heck, man. This it's really is cool. special. 
Uh, but now but roast and Nicole, get you're out wrong. of here, Matthew. Salt in dessert <laughs> is what makes desserts delicious. The salt helps bring up all the other flavors. The sugar can mute it. You're wrong. But let me tell you, sometimes a regular brownie without stuff, salt and stuff in it, I agree. Like a salty cheesecake, no thanks. Like a salty ice cream, sometimes. Like I understand where you're coming from, but salted desserts, salty desserts are quite delicious. I, I agree with Matthew here. And I think chocolate... <laughs> no, you don't! No, okay, I will tell you. I agree lying. with him literally after he's a last child. night. You're no, lying because he's a child. I had a change of heart last night. Oh, I went surprise, to... Surprise, I don't even... I'm not going to name the ice cream establishment because I don't want to give them the time of the day. I had one of their new flavors and it was like a cheese and apple pie flavored. And this thing was so freaking salty that I was like, this ruined my ice cream. And Ew. I generally love... I, I agree with you that like adding enough salt to just up the flavor levels a sure. little bit, almost an imperceptible amount to where you don't taste salty. Yeah. It just tastes better. Good. Yeah. I do think that chocolate probably has the best chance to not need any salt because like you said, it is already indulgent and it has such a complex flavor profile to it. You know what I mean? I mean, chocolate is already bitter. It's already earthy. It's already incredibly aromatic. Would you consider salt any of those things? No. No, you're, oh. Well, Which fair. is why salt yeah, right. will help meld all those things together. Yeah, but like I, you, milk stop, chocolate doesn't need it. Stop putting, stop putting the salt on top of the brownies. Don't though. stop. Don't put the salt on top. Don't, don't put stop. the salt on top of the cookies. Don't stop. Just season your cookies, Matthew. No, no, no. Matthew, I think you should do an experiment though. I'd say yeah. try one brownie recipe, no salt, then add like, you know, just a pinch. Just add a little pinch to Aww. the other one. Yeah. Try it. See if you taste the difference because I'm curious. Do it and call us back and then we will review that opinion. And then call us every week and redo the experiment until you find the exact perfect no, no, salt no. ratio for a brownie. Just call us and tell us how your day was at school. That's fine. <laughs> hey, Josh and Nicole. Big fan of the podcast. Uh, my name's Julia and I'm calling because I know you guys have talked about prunes in the past on the podcast. Yes. And... Growing up, my dad used to always bring prunes with us whenever we travel. Specifically, the kind that you can get that are individually wrapped. Oh, yeah. And he would keep them in his pockets on trips and in the airplane and call them pocket prunes. (laughs) They're great, tasty, little snack. Help with your digestion when you're traveling. And I just think more people should know about this. So hope it helps you out on your next trip. Bye. Sun sweet ones. Sun sweet ones. We, I was raised on those. Yeah, same. My, my grandma yeah. had them uh, because, one, prunes, when you get them in the packaging, that, that isn't individually packaged. They when you get, like, a together. bucket of prunes like I do, they just stick together. together. Mm-hmm. They get you sticky. You get, like, the little uh, prune wrapping on the it. individual. You, mm-hmm. you, like, kind of, gr- like, like a gogurt. You suck the prune out of it. It's really good. No prune stickiness on your hands. It's incredible. That is a good dad. That's a good dad. That's a dad that cares about your tummy. I and that's can't. important. I agree with that. Yeah. I can't wait to have children mm-hmm. and try and use my knowledge of social psychology to trick them <laughs> into thinking that like fruits and vegetables are just good things, which oh. I, I imagine not a lot of people. Like, did you grow up thinking like mm, yucky vegetables, yucky fruit? Never. Yeah, that makes sense. My parents cultural ne- difference. My parents never said fruit like fruits and vegetables are yucky. I was force fed <laughs> vegetables from a very young but, age. But I mean, did you ever did you ever not enjoy it? Were you never. ever like, I don't want that type, I don't want that type? I'm sure I did, but I was never a picky eater. Like yeah. my, my mom said the first thing you ate was mashed potatoes with avocado. Wow. Like and that cool. was my first meal. And like that's my so cool. my mom was a stay at home mom, so she would like make me weird concoctions and she just feed me. She's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. But no, I think like eating like prunes are prunes I'm, are cool. They're cool and they're yeah. delicious and they're sweet and they're like very they're good just for you. Calorie dense, nutrient dense, good stuff. Pocket prunes. Dang, I'm in. Julia, you rule. Your dad rules too. Tell him I say what's up. Pocket prunes. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. One more. One more. Uno mas. One for the road. Okay, first of all, that is like a great voice recording to like start with. Um, but I have like a unpopular opinion. So I love crunchy tips ahoy dipped in like the spicy nacho cheese sauce. I don't know. It's something about the spicy cheese mixed with the chocolatey fake artificial cookie. Has to be the crunchy one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a thing where we ate that at parties in like pre-K and stuff. And I kind of secretly love to still eat it today. I love y'all. Oh, we love you too. And I forgot our voice message is Sexy? it's pretty sultry. It's pretty sultry. <laughs> sultry so enjoy yeah. everyone who calls 833 dogpod one. <laughs> uh, have you ever done this? And I feel like I know the exact nacho cheese she's talking about. I feel um, like she's talking about Tostitos queso. This is something that you do at a, you ever had like a double dare party? Not a, like a fear factor party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah, is something yeah. that your friends would make you do at a fear factor You'd be party. Like, mm. Like oh my god! Like like put like the tomato and then and then a goldfish and then like a bunch of ranch and he's like oh Brittany you're crazy <laughs> like this Brittany. is what this is this is what this is but she she legitimately enjoys it do you think there's culinary merit in this Nicole a little <laughs> I can I can taste both things in my mouth and it tastes like a kid's birthday party yeah I get it I understand why it exists I don't like it but I understand why you do it I'm glad she mentioned the like artificial chips ahoy flavor like it's oh, almost as them. if there's something that exists called like cookie extract cookie <laughs> that they put yeah. they inject into chips ahoy I love the chemically nature of a chewy chips ahoy oh so, god the yeah. chewy chips ahoy they have scienced that it why is Frankenstein's it so monster good? it's literally I, I looked up the science behind it it's like difference in using fructose versus dextrose that keeps it do they it put plastic in it I don't think so I'm down to eat that plastic I, if it is I, yeah, whatever. I don't care how many microplastics, how many macroplastics, how many megaplastics end up in my <laughs> stool I'm in. I don't think I'm ever going to start dipping Chips Ahoy into nacho cheese. I would easily do it once. I cannot imagine that I'd enjoy it. Yeah. But Oreos and salsa verde. Sign me oh. the F up. Sign me up. Oh, man. And on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. And thank you so much for sending in your voicemails on 833-DOGPOD1. I got to keep saying the number. Uh, it was really awesome to hear your voices. And in future episodes, we'll we'll still do written ones. We still love when y'all tweet at us, when you send it to us on Instagram. Um, but I think we all love the voicemails and they're here to stay. And make sure when you're recording, you go into a quiet place to do it uh, just because we got some recordings that, like we couldn't quite make out. And we mm-hmm. want to hear all your lovely voices and all your they're terrible, great. terrible opinions. Uh, go into a closet. Old radio host trick. Go into your closet. Uh, put empty egg cartons on the sides of your closet. Or just like make sure you're not next to like a freeway. No, no, no. Egg cartons. <laughs> egg cartons. Egg cartons. <laughs> anyway, if you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or in Hendizato with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. Or if you want to leave us more lovely, lovely voicemails, which we absolutely adored, give us a ring and leave a quick message at 833-DOGPOD1. The number again is 833-DOGPOD1. Did you say 833-DOGPOD1? I did say 833-DOGPOD1. <laughs> For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. Y'all know the deal. See you next time.